Hello everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Muse for the 30th of July to the 5th of August, where I bring you the latest news and events from around the world of music over the past week. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. This week in our Blast from the Past segment, called This Week in History, there were a number of legendary musicians celebrating their birthdays once again, with quirky British musician Kate Bush turning 62, Coolio known for his hit Gangster's Paradise turning 57, Def Leppard lead vocalist Joe Elliott turned 61, rapper Chuck D of Public Enemy turns 60, James Hetfield of Metallica turns 57, and jazz and show tune musician Tony Bennett turns 94. This week in history, there were a large number of major events and interesting happenings from around the world. In 1901, Louis Armstrong is born and would go on to become a brilliant musician known best for the beautiful track, What a Wonderful World. In 1956, Elvis Presley releases his groundbreaking hit, Hound Dog. In 1958, the Billboard Hot 100 chart is initiated in the USA. In 1960, Aretha Franklin entered the recording studio for the very first time. In 1964, country singer Jim Reeves was killed in a plane crash after an engine and control failure in a thunderstorm and thick fog as they flew from Arkansas to Nashville. His body was found two to three days after the crash. Also in 1964, the Beatles record their fifth number one single in the space of just seven months in the US with a hard day's night. In 1966, John Lennon caused a stir amongst Christians, most notably in Alabama, in the US, for his comments about the Beatles being bigger than Jesus, causing the people of Alabama to burn a range of Beatles memorabilia, pictures, records and merchandise, where he said, Christianity will go, it will vanish and shrink, I needn't argue about that, I know I'm right and I'll be proved right, we're more popular than Jesus now, I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Jesus was alright, but his disciples were thick and ordinary. It's them twisting it that ruins it for me. Also in 1966, the South African government banned Beatles records. In 1967, Pink Floyd released their debut album, The Piper at the Gates. Also in 1967, Rolling Stones members Mick Jagger and Keith Richards finished their one-month sentence in jail after being caught with drugs such as LSD, amphetamines and marijuana and had their original sentences reduced, with Mick originally being up for three months and Keith for one year. In 1970, Jim Morrison is arrested for drunken behaviour after being found passed out on a woman's porch. In 1971, a security guard was stabbed to death at a Who concert. Also in 1971, Paul McCartney's band Wings is formed. In 1975, Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin is badly injured in a car accident with his wife on the Greek island of Rhodes after their car spun uncontrollably off the road. In 1977, Sex Pistols member Sid Vicious is fined for being in possession of a knife. In 1981, Australian musician Rick Springfield scores his first of two straight weeks at number one in the US with the classic hit, Jessie's Girl. In 1983, David Crosby of Crosby, Stills and Nash is jailed for five years for cocaine and firearm possession. In 1984, Prince enters the charts at number one with his album Purple Rain, remaining there for a further 24 weeks in the US. In 1986, Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead is released from hospital after three weeks in a coma. During this week in 1987, MTV Europe was launched with its first music video, being Dire Straits with Money for Nothing. 
In 1990, UB40 were deported for marijuana possession in their hotel room in East Africa. In 1991, Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses forced a police officer to tear up a fine for an illegal turn that his limousine driver had made by threatening to cancel the show that evening if he didn't destroy the ticket. Also in 1991, funk artist Rick James is arrested along with his girlfriend for holding a 24-year-old woman against her will for six days by tying her up and engaging in sexual activities and also burning her leg with a crack pipe after a cocaine binge. Rick was released, however, after paying for his $1 million bail. In 1992, a man in England named Hermini was situated on the edge of a building preparing to jump to his death if he didn't get to see Michael Jackson, who was touring there at the time. Michael Jackson arrived at the scene and waved to the man, with Hermini deciding to step down from the ledge and back into the building. In 1994, rock star Billy Idol is admitted to hospital after having a drug overdose. In the year 2000, Jerome Smith of KC and the Sunshine Band, known for their hits Give It Up and Get Down Tonight, is sadly crushed to death after operating a bulldozer. In 2006, Boy George of Culture Club was ordered by the courts to do community service after cocaine was discovered in his apartment in New York and he was made to pick up rubbish in the streets as his punishment. In 2009, a 53-year-old man named Mark McLeod was charged for stalking US pop star Miley Cyrus after he claimed the two were engaged and that Miley's father Billy Ray approved of their proposal. Miley was only 15 at the time and was still acting on her Disney TV show Hannah Montana. Also in 2009, on the very same day, Aerosmith were forced to cancel their show in South Dakota midway through after 61-year-old lead vocalist Steven Tyler fell off stage onto audience members below, injuring his neck and shoulder and was required to be airlifted to hospital. In 2014, legendary songwriter and guitarist Dick Wagner passed away from a lung infection. He was best known for his work playing with Alice Cooper and Lou Reed and writing the song Only Women Bleed for Cooper. In 2018, American musician Rihanna becomes the first black woman to feature on the cover of Vogue magazine in the UK. And in 2019, Ed Sheeran breaks U2's record for the most attended and highest grossing tour of all time for his Divide World Tour. This week we saw a number of popular new releases, with the incredible Billie Eilish dropping her new track, My Future. Stan Walker released his new song titled Bigger. Sam Smith and Burner Boy released their song My Oasis. Dominic Fike released Vampire. Dan and Shay released I Should Probably Go To Bed. Australian band Shepherd with Lazy Love. Dope Lemon brought out their new track with Winston Surfshirt titled Every Day Is A Holiday. Ava Max released Who's Laughing Now. Azure Rider has released a great new track titled Petty Isn't Pretty. And if you're a Marilyn Manson fan, then he has just released a new track titled We Are Chaos. Notable and new albums released this week include Dominic Fike with What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Australian music legend Paul Kelly has combined with Paul Grabowski with their album Please Leave Your Light On. Alanis Morissette is back again and has released a new album titled Such Pretty Forks in the Road. Young alternative artist Nathan Cavalieri released an album named Demons. A new artist called Paige with her EP titled Always Growing. A band called Hockey Dad with their album Brain Candy. And finally the Psychedelic Furs have dropped their first album in 30 years called Made of Rain. While Beyonce has released a visual album to Disney Plus called Black is King that acts as a tie-in or companion album for the 2019 version of the Lion King film and soundtrack. 
As we take a look at who's topping the singles charts around the world, with Taylor Swift's new album Folklore dominating the charts around the world. On the Australian Aria charts, her track Cardigan is this week at number one, pushing Jason Derulo's Savage Love to number two. Four of her tracks are also rounding out the top 10 in Australia, with Exile, The One, The Last Great American Dynasty, and My Tears Ricochet dominating the top 10. While 11 more of her tracks from her new album are sitting well within the top 40 and only look to be rising. A similar trend is also occurring on the New Zealand and US charts, with Swift's song Cardigan at number 1 in the US and 2 in New Zealand, along with a number of her tracks sitting within the top 40 in both countries. Savage Love by Jason Derulo is still holding down the top spot in New Zealand, while in Europe and the UK, Head and Heart by Joel Corey and M Neck are at number 1. With Taylor's song Cardigan quickly rising to the top, it can be expected that she could be at number 1 by next week. On the album charts, beginning with the UK, and Taylor Swift's Folklore is at number 1, with Ronan Keating's new album 2020 at number 2, hot on her heels. In the US, Taylor Swift is again at number 1, with Folklore, with rapper Logic and his new album No Pressure at number 2. On the Australian album chart, Taylor Swift is of course at number 1, with Folklore, with last week's notable and new album, Like Nirvana, by Cub Sport, right behind her at number 2. While finally in New Zealand, Taylor Swift's perfect run with Folklore continues, with it taking out top spot, with American rapper Pop Smoke and his album Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, at number 2. In a new segment this week, I'll be selecting an artist every week that I'm enjoying or that I highly recommend you check out. And this week, my artist of the week is Guy Sebastian. The Australian singer-songwriter and former winner of Australian Idol has recently released a great new track titled Standing With You that speaks of a friend's battle with mental health and depression. In the past year or so, he has released a number of heart-wrenching but beautiful pop gospel type ballads, including Before I Go and an amazing tribute song called Choir about his best mate who passed away. While Guy has been around for quite some time now, and is very well known to Australians, his music and songwriting style is entering a more mature, experienced and deeper phase that should see him go much further than his Australian audience. If you haven't heard of Guy before, I highly recommend you check out his latest material, as it is most definitely worth a listen, and a new album is also said to be on the way. This week in the news, and following up on last week's story regarding politicians using the music of a range of artists for their own promotional purposes, without permission, Neil Young has taken it a step further and is set to take Donald Trump to court over the use of his music. After Trump used two of Neil Young's tracks, including Devil's Sidewalk and Rockin' in the Free World. It's not certain whether much will come from the case, but one thing's for certain, and Neil Young isn't happy about it. In another story, Snoop Dogg has caused controversy after stating that Eminem would not make his top 10 list of all-time rappers and said his success is owed to that of Dr. Dre. He went on to mention that even rappers from the 80s were ahead of him, in his opinion, but still claims the two are close like brothers. In exciting news for fans of Australian rock band Midnight Oil, they are set to release their first song in 18 years on Friday, called Gudjigal Land which recounts and references the carnage and devastation that the first fleet caused amongst the Aboriginal community when white settlers first arrived in 1788 to Australia. 
The Gudgigal name comes from the original land on which Sydney now sits. While the song also talks about many related topics from that date to this current day, such as the recent Uluru debate over whether tourists should be able to climb the sacred rock or not after it was closed for climbing in October 2019. Their music video for the track will premiere on Saturday the 8th of August at the National Indigenous Music Awards and the band is also set to release a mini-album very shortly titled The Makarata Project, with proceeds going towards the Uluru Statement from the Heart organisation that helps provide Aboriginal people with a voice and say in Parliament on laws and policies that directly affect them. And finally, Taylor Swift becomes the first artist in history to have both a debut number one album and single on the US Billboard Hot 100 and Billboard 200 album chart. The album sees Swift venture slightly away from the pop music we hear repeatedly on radio and has a more indie alternative sound, which evidently saw her album and songs appear on the indie charts. Swift wrote the album while in lockdown due to COVID-19 and she has now broken the record on Spotify for single day streams for a female artist with 80.6 million streams and after just 7 days since its release it became the highest selling album of the year so far with 846,000 copies flying off shelves. For next week's instalment of the Weekly Muse, feel free to send in your questions, thoughts and what you love about the episodes so far in Season 1 of Lyrics of Their Life. You can send these to the Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast or via email at lyricsofthairlifepodcast at gmail.com as I will read them out on next week's Weekly Muse episode. Coming up this Monday on the 10th of August is the incredible story of Pink. From her troubled childhood and teenage years, her determination to make it in music to get her away from a life of crime and drugs and potentially jail. Discover how Pink got a stage name, how she met her husband Carrie and their up and down relationship and the meaning behind her raw and powerful songs. To performing in front of millions around the world and having a family of her own. The story of Pink is incredible. What this woman has achieved and the barriers she has overcome in a lifetime is inspiring and simply amazing. So make sure you don't miss it. Be sure to catch that episode, and if you haven't listened to our other episodes yet, including Ed Sheeran and Freddie Mercury's two-part episode, then I highly recommend you check those amazing stories out. Well, that wraps up this instalment of the Weekly Muse. I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of what's happening in the world of music today, and I look forward to next week. Don't forget, if you're really enjoying the podcast, it would be highly appreciated if you could leave a positive review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, as this helps the podcast be seen and pushes us up the rankings so others can enjoy the podcast too. Make sure you let your friends and family know, and fellow music lovers, about the podcast. And if you're feeling really generous, you can even head to Patreon and support the podcast by signing up to one of three membership packages, ranging from just $1 to $5 a month. Become a VIP Backstage Pass member and receive access to our exclusive voting poll for Season 2. For the Season 2 VIP Pick episode, receive a bonus Rising Stars Top 25 Countdown Special episode, access to the Groupies and VIP Only group, a personal shout-out on social media, and finally a sneak peek at Season 2. Thanks again everyone for tuning in. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.